6 p.m. in New York, 12 midnight in Johannesburg, and 5 a.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour recording from Williston, North Dakota, my hometown where I was born and raised. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. We're set in our ways, bound by our perspectives, and stuck in our thinking. Joel Osteen's words are so true when it comes to this aspect of expat quicksand. As you know, I am looking at four areas of expat quicksand over a series of months. We started with connection and this month kicks off our discussion on being stuck. How do you get unstuck because we are so set in our ways, so bound by our perspectives and so stuck in our thinking. Well, there's no better way for me to support you in helping you get unstuck by showing you how I've helped others do that. So this episode is special because we have the generous participation of someone who is stuck and through our process together, they were able to get one step further. And when you watch that happen before your eyes, it gives you strategies for you to do it for yourself and hope that you can get unstuck too. So I get it. Like I've been there. <laughs> I've, I found myself stuck because the strategies that were working weren't working because my situation changed and I hadn't taken the time to look back and say, Hey, is this still working for me? I know one summer I, um, was off. Like I am now 10 weeks of location, independent work, doing my best to work hard and play hard. And along the way, I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. I'm using the same strategies I've always used but for some reason, it doesn't feel as good this time. And then I realized it was because in one year, the amount of content I was creating and the amount of clients I was serving doubled, but my strategies hadn't changed, right? So we might be doing, we might be stuck because we're using good strategies for a situation that is no longer present. So we don't even think about re-looking at our thinking, re-looking at our perspectives, re-looking at our ways, because those are, we're all really good ways of thinking and working. So that's what I'm going to invite you to see today, to witness today. And think for yourself, even if you've got something good going on, maybe things are stuck because there has to be a shift in something that's good, but you need to tweak it so it's even better for the you now, for your situation now. And there might be some of you who are listening and you're saying, I'm stuck because I don't even know what I want, right? Or you don't even know 
how to know what you want. <laughs> if this resonates, you're going to want to check out episode 128 for more on this, where we talk about this idea of debunking the feeling of when you lose yourself, when you no longer know how to know what you want. If that resonates, go check out episode 128. The other thing that might be going on is you're stuck because you haven't looked at your situation from the inside out. Often we look at the outside in. Okay, what can I change about my situation so that it feels good to me, right? Out, in. And what you're going to hear in this episode is inside out. What's going on with me that can help me see the situation and react to the situation differently. Okay, so here's my invitation to you. Listen in on this one amazing woman, how she shares where she's stuck so that you can see that one, you are not alone. And two, by the time you're done listening, you're going to have useful tools in hand to help you get unstuck as well. All right. So listen in and see what you can take from this for you. All right. Okay, Diane. <laughs> Um, what has to happen in the next 25 minutes for you to say this is worth your time? Mm. Um, I think to shift, to have, to have one step forward in how I'm going to handle the situation the next time, because it's a recurring situation. Okay. So one so step forward. So the situation you shared with me privately before was that you have a repeating theme, like where you prepare, you show up, but others don't, you feel perplexed, irritated, maybe even resentful and curious. So I asked her to say more and she went on to share the details of exactly how she had prepared this free event and what had happened and that she had multiple people pull out at the last minute and all of that impacted everyone because it resulted in having to cancel the event all the time that she had invested was lost and nobody got to benefit from this amazing thing. So here's what she said. I got really curious. All those feelings that you just mentioned. True. I got really curious though. Like, why is this happening? What about, I, I have a tendency to say, well, what about what I'm doing is allowing this or is this, you know, how is this happening? <laughs> and what is my contribution? Like, what can I control? You know, what's, and, popping, so. up for, what's popping up for me um, was the word boundaries. Like I'm mm -hmm. hearing they're not, this is, so what I'm sharing is kind of from a coaching perspective, but maybe more from a business owner perspective. So mm -hmm. just hear it through that lens. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What I'm hearing is your boundaries are either not clear or tra not tra transparent. So they're just mm -hmm. showing up for them, but they're not knowing that they're not showing up for you. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yes, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's exactly, when I thought about this ahead of time, I thought it's, it is about boundaries. And, and so here's the thing that I noticed that I do that I don't know how to do differently the next time that I want to do differently is that I am usually very supportive and flexible. That's my nature. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I'm a coach. I've always been, um, you know, always been in the helping profession. 
I do have boundaries. I'm, I've always prided myself on professional boundaries, but what happens is, so I'm really flexible. I do set, you know, like this is the day I need to know by, you know, I give really clear lines of my, what my expectations are. Um, and then, um, when those get broken, I go from one extreme to the other. So there's no middle. And I am just like, so offended that I was so clear about my expectations and that somebody would break those without uh, an emergency, you know, okay, I'm okay with an emergency. But so then I get, I get mad. And then I, you know, all the feelings come out and I start going, okay, what's going on here? Why okay, so what are you I making want there that to be mean? something middle like, in the middle. Why are you offended? What are you making that mean? I think I take it, per so I felt, I took it personally. I did catch myself taking this personally, like, why did they do this? to me, don't they know how much energy I put this time mm -hmm. aside? I don't see clients during that time, for instance, or I don't work on my business that week when I'm preparing. Mm -hmm. Whoops, sorry. Um, so I take it personally. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you to slow down for a second. Take a deep breath. The thought that's in your head, so you're, the emotion, you're offended, right? and then you get defensive or resentful. What, what is the thought that you're believing that's offending you? They what? Mm. They don't value me. They don't value my, what I'm giving, mm -hmm. which kind of can whittle down to me. So I'm gonna step back here and pause this so that we can look at what has worked for her. Notice that the first question we explored, it, when she was stuck is what are you making this mean? So for you, if you're stuck, think of your situation and then ask yourself, honestly, what am I making this mean? Because when we're stuck and we're feeling emotional, we take it for granted. We take it at face value instead of looking back and trying to see it in another way. What she does next is name her emotions. So what I want you to do is look at your situation. What's a situation? What are you making it mean? And write down, what are those emotions? What are you feeling? And a lot of people that I work with, they don't even know what they're feeling. <laughs> so what I can do for you is in the uh, show notes, I can put a reference from Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication, where he has a list of emotions. And it sounds so basic, but when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's hard to name what you're feeling until it pops out at you. Are you feeling bitter? Are you feeling resentful? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling disappointed? Are you feeling shame? What exactly is the exact color, flavor, shape of your emotion? So it's worth taking a look. If you're feeling stuck, ask yourself, what am I making this mean? And then courageously name your emotions. If you need help, I've got that list for you in the show notes. Number three is the next step. So based on what you're making that mean and how you're feeling, you have to extract what you're really thinking, right? What are you believing that is making you feel that way? And so to get you started, you can do what we did with Diana. She named the person or the people in the situation, and then she filled in the blank. I feel resentful because they... I feel offended because they, and she filled in the blank, because they don't respect my time. So for you, fill in the blank of how you feel and then see what pops up. I feel, let's say you're feeling overwhelmed because they 
because what? Because they're giving me too much to do, right? Give yourself some space to name what pops up and that will help you get unstuck. Remember, what are you making this mean? What are the emotions that you're feeling? And what are you really thinking about the people in this situation? For her, it was, they don't value what I'm giving. Here's what happened next. So they don't value what I'm giving, right? Whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then like by extension, they don't value me. Yeah. And time. There's a time thing in there too. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like, you don't respect my time. And that that's where I get offended when people don't respect time. Like that's Mm -hmm. a, that's an old story for me. Right. That hurts, right? Like, yeah, they don't value me or they don't value my time. Oh, I can see how that would get offensive. Right. Yeah. And when I'm creating this really supportive container for them, you know, Mm -hmm. that like, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a, I felt a little like, oh, feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. (laughs) Then I caught myself, but still. I mean, that could be true. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to dig in there a little bit. Um, Which one feels that it's causing the most pain? So they don't value what I'm giving. They don't value me. They don't respect my time. Time. Mm -hmm. Time. Mm -hmm. Because I think about my, how, uh, the the small amount of time that I have to put towards these kinds of, you know, as a mom and um, I have strict business hours and Mm -hmm. when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that true? They don't respect my time. No, they all had their own things going on. So is it true? They don't respect my time. Hmm. It could be, it could be true that they don't know how much Mm -hmm. time I put into it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't understand. Yeah. They think I just whip it up, you know, just whip it up real quick. So that's, that's why I find it's interesting here because um, when I, you know, where I would want to go as a coach is like, you don't respect your time and look at your boundaries. And it sounds like you're really very clear about your time and your boundaries um, and you and you respect your own time. That's what I mean. That's my instinct from you. Um, and I have a hunch actually that they don't understand the time you invest or they don't understand the impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way for them to know because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing it behind the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. solo and I show up. Yeah. I show up. Yeah. So you said you want to do it differently next time. Yeah. How does that impact how you could do it differently next time? Okay. So for those of you who are listening and are serious about getting unstuck, take what you've just done and look at your answers. What are you making this mean? What emotions are surfacing? And what are you thinking that is causing you to feel this way? And step back, ask yourself, how does all of this help inspire me to do this differently. Here is what Diana discovered. Well, one thing that's crossing my mind is, would I feel better if I had been paid for that time? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And is it time after two years of doing this and having a couple of situations like this, not many, but a couple. Yeah. Is it time for me to, would I feel better if I put that money, that time in, if I was, if I knew I was being paid. Right. And if no one shows up, at least I know that I was paid for the time I put in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know what I'm afraid of is that then people won't come if I start charging after two years. Yeah. And it is a chargeable event. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, so this is interesting, right? So one, the fact that you're adding immense value and not charging for it. Mm -hmm. I know loops back to that. I don't respect my time. <laughs> or I yeah, I'm the one setting. Living, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's like we talked about as, as you grow in, in your, in your own, you know, in your work, um, it changes. And now it, it was appropriate in the beginning. Yes. Um, and maybe it's not anymore. Right. Right. So your body is saying, this doesn't feel right anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel it like right under my solar plexus, like right in my belly. Mm -hmm. Because I love it and people have, I, I know people love it when, when they're there, they love it. I don't want to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you want to do it differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do feel funny about shifting it into monetizing it. Mm -hmm. Say more. Um, then it feels like it's about me and making money off of their, this will go deep into my mentality, making money off of, um, yeah, people's connecting, connection, people's connection with each other. Cause that's really what I am creating as an opportunity to connect, connect deeply. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels, strange to try to to profit off of that mm -hmm. even though that's my work so i'm a little stuck there mm -hmm. yeah i think you've bu bumped up against some of your money stuff yeah mm -hmm. what i'm hearing is that what you do offers immense value i'm also hearing what you do is very connected to your professional background it's not something someone could do who doesn't have that like my engineer friends, my finance friends, my who knows what, right? They, they couldn't create that. And I'm hearing, um, yeah, there's something fear there. What are you afraid of? You're, I'm afraid people will think what? Um, that I'm self-promoting and that one of, the premises of this event, and maybe it would just need to change, is that um, you're not, you shouldn't have your own agenda. Like we're there for each other. Mm -hmm. That's one of the principles of the practice. And, and so, yeah, that's what, it, if then I'm promoting my own agenda, but um, at the same time, I'm putting my time into planning it. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's, it's not that I'm profiting, I'm just being paid for my time. Right. Right. So I'm thinking I'm sitting in your group and I'm there and, and I have an awareness you're feeling icky and undervalued. 
And then I'm sad. Then I'm sad that you're sacrificing for the group. It makes me sad that we as a group are draining you emotionally and maybe even physically. Mm. Oh, I feel that. There you go, you guys. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel it like that. my eyes. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Because we love you and we want to, su- <laughs> you support us so much, right? And we don't want to drain you. We want to honor you. And we want to lift you up because you lift us up. Yeah, and as you say that, I, I think of I think of this of the times I've brought the energy a bit of resentment to the circle. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't think it's been obvious, but I've felt it. So I'm yeah. bringing that energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get to participate the way I want to participate either exactly you know um Mm -hmm. in the same energy that i want to um and so i kind of coax people that's the energy i bring is hey anybody who's ready to help with this you know (laughs) kind of like i know one of you's ready you know um and just nobody takes it on and that's that's a Mm -hmm. you know so so yes Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that um Yeah, it just helped to hear that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What Diana did was identify where the fear was to do it differently. Acknowledging where that was coming from. To get there, she got clear on what she was afraid of. And she even went further to explore how continuing to not do those things differently can impact herself and others. And she was honest about what she feared if she made a change, right? So that is massive. If you can do that, if you can allow yourself to explore how continuing to not do things differently can impact you and others negatively, that's massive. And if you can be honest about what you fear, if you make the change, you are seriously, just one step away from being unstuck. So that's my invitation to you. One, name what's holding you back. What are you afraid of? And two, identify the impact on you and others if you don't find a way to do things differently, right? I went on in this session to ask her, what's the alternative if you don't? And she went on to make a list She explored things like, yeah, if I did this, wait a minute, that wouldn't work. And if I did that, these would be the implications, right? We looked at her choices and what would happen if she did it. Some of them kind of felt like dead ends. Others felt like pretty good alternatives, right? And we focused on what alternatives felt good. So for you, when you get to this spot, ask yourself, what could I do instead And that's my warning for you is when you do that, you're going to ram up against something. And what you're going to ram up against is probably the thing that is keeping you stuck, right? It's what like your mind crap or your fears, right? That is what, then, then we've hit gold because now we know what's holding you back. For Diana, she discovered it was her money crap thinking that was holding her back. 
and that she started out years ago doing this for free and that felt good. But now that she's developed professionally and personally, it's no longer fits. And her beliefs about what people will think and her beliefs that are tied to money are what's keeping her stuck. And now she knows what's keeping her stuck because how do you unstick yourself if you don't know what you're stuck in? That is the gold from going through this process. It might feel scary, like you're going toward something that you don't like. Who likes to go toward the things that we're scared of? Who likes to go toward the things that are uncomfortable? But it's exactly the thing that's keeping us stuck. So draw from what Diana just did. What are the alternatives? Literally make a list. What are your choices? And what happens if you do it? And when you get clear on your alternatives, right? You ask yourself, what do I want to do instead? Don't shy away from naming what's holding you back from making that change. Because that is likely what's keeping you stuck. Listen, we all get stuck. (laughs) We're human. And this episode is all about helping you take the steps forward to get unstuck. So you can keep moving and keep growing and keep serving others. And we looked at a few powerful questions that can help you get started. Remember, what are you making this mean? What emotions are surfacing? What are you believing? Right? What are the thoughts that are there that are making you feel that way? And then you go further. Explore. What will happen if I don't do anything differently? How will that impact me? How will that impact others? And then what can I do instead? Right. And the last big step is openly naming anything that is holding you back. And it's probably has something to do with fear or some mind crap that we all walk around with or tied to money or self-worth or whatever those things are. But that's the gold. Those are the things that are keeping you stuck. All right. So my wish for you is that you will, after this podcast, print out the transcript or scroll through the transcript that's available on the website and do the work because this is might be interesting to listen to, but you're not going to get the value of this unless you actually do the work. All right, this is part of the whole series on expat quicksand. I am here to help you focus on where you're holding yourself back from making the most of your life abroad. Last month, we focused on connection. This episode kicks off our focus on how do you get unstuck. What's ahead in the coming months is more on purpose and direction, right? So stay tuned. I am here for you to help you get unstuck and explore all of these areas of expat quicksand. And don't miss out. The next free workshop is coming up. It's called Stop Filling Your Time, How to Get Out of a Rut, and start doing something meaningful. If that seems interesting for you, go to the show notes and sign up. You don't want to miss it. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words from author Shannon Alder. Fear is the glue that keeps you stuck. (laughs) 